0: Whoa! Hey, friends! You know what that sound means? It's time for another episode of Massive Talk with Tiny Little Victims. Yeah, that actually—how would you know? Because this is the first time we've used that sound. But that's the sound that lets you know that it's time for Massive Talk. And this next episode is co-hosted with your favorite co-host, now Will Wilbrink and myself. And this episode is all about sleep. Yeah, sleep. And I know you guys, maybe are like, we know everything, you're supposed to get seven hours of sleep, blah, blah, blah. But actually, we're actually talking about a different sleeping data. And we're talking about sleeping naked data. And Naus found this, and I think it's quite interesting. But before we jump into the episode, we also kind of got sidetracked a little bit and we were talking about, do bees sleep? Because actually, yeah, bees, they do sleep. And bees have three sleep stages. Just like humans. And the deepest stage is when their antennas are completely immobile. Now, before you think, how the heck do we know that? We're not out in a hive. And I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, you're going to be amazed at what I'm going to tell you. And that is, even though bees are resting and they're sleeping, they still communicate, which allows them to sort of consolidate and sort of. um, you know, pack down, all the things they've learned during the day. Oh, solidify. That's probably a better word. The information that they've acquired from other bees. So they fall into these deep sleep states, recalling relationships between food and certain odors. Uh, and then they communicate those around to other bees around them. Now, I don't know how many of you are deep into AI and neural networks, but I just think this is such a beautiful thing. AIs learn, and then they upload to the neural network, and then the neural network's like, hmm, this is really interesting information. And then it will like parse it all, and then it will send it around to other AIs that are connected to it. But bees do this naturally. I mean, mind blown. Now, the next animal that sleeps, just like humans, are birds. Birds are the only animals outside of mammals whose sleep also goes into a deep sleep phase. They sleep in a slow wave sleep, a dream phase, REM sleep, and REM sleep. What? Yeah, birds. Imagine it. So when you think about this whole birds and the bees season that we're in, just think about all these animals out there flying around, pollinating the planet, and then having really good sleep. Actually, bees have five to eight hours of sleep a night, which is statistically more sleep than humans get. So on that note, I would like to say here comes massive tough sleep. starting. Good. We're starting. We're so mellow today on Massive Talk. Hey everybody, welcome mm-hmm. to the third episode of Massive Talk with me, your host, Jennifer Kite Powell.
1: Me, Nias Wilbrink, <laughs> and happy to be here.
0: Yay! We are we were just giggling beforehand because we were talking about how we were going to start and I didn't tell Nose that I just hit the button. And then that's what you heard in the beginning was him just like, "Wait, what, we're starting?" So, yeah. Starting? I think it's a perfectly yes. way to start. To start. Well,
1: we I, I know this that the first thing you need to do to change anything is just to show up and to start so you hitting that so, button is us getting on the true. way true yes.
0: so true and i know everybody's missed us uh because massive talk i think is massively good for you all yes look at me just telling me telling you all what i think is good for you because i've been having a lot of random conversations with people now it's just like hey I'm walking down the street. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Gosh, it's so nice today. Do you want to like sit out back and have a glass of wine? Sure. And then they come over at seven o'clock and the next thing you know, is 2 a.m. And nobody's looked at oh. their phone. And it's like yeah. a huge conversation from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. And I'm like, what did we just talk about? Everything.
1: And that will be too long for the podcast to put all that yeah. on. Yeah. Before we actually head <laughs> into more things, I did see yeah. information on your bee's. And um uh, <gasps> I think yes. You, you yes, can you because it's always good to uh talk yeah. about bees and uh yes. I would like to know the business of your bees.
0: The business of my bees. I'm always yeah. happy to talk about bees. Um I think you're talking about the video I put up a while ago uh recently about the buzzing of the hive. They they were yes. they were so happy winter was over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um so it was very cold here for a very short period of time, and I was worried that my girls would make it. I don't care so much about the boys in there because there's not that many. And it's mm. basically, you know, all females. The sun had come out, I think it was like maybe 50 or something. And at towards the end of the day, with the way the time has changed, bees generally, towards the end of the day, somewhere between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., they um, either come back from foraging, looking for pollen, getting some grub, mm-hmm. right? Before they head out to happy hour, sit on the front porch. They literally reorient themselves to the hive because it's been so cold. So they've been inside the hive in pure darkness, staying warm, eating the honey that's inside to survive. Um, They come out, the guard bees will come out or the mm-hmm. forager bees would come out. If there's new bees inside, not during the winter, there won't be new bees. They're no. probably, you know, we're in that season of the birds and the bees. Meow, right? It's that time of mm. year. And they're going to be going out and foraging, but because they've been inside all winter and because those bees were made, they were birthed in the fall, Mm -hmm. they don't really have a lot of um, relationship to the world. So they come out of the hive. It's so beautiful. That's what you saw on the video. And they come straight out up in a, like a 90 degree straight up into the air. And they begin to do what they call like the waggle dance. And they fly in this, like, almost crazy eight pattern. And what they're doing is they're orienting themselves, the sight, the smell, the sun, the way the light is. The, it's like the, they're
1: calibrating their system. They're, cali- to know they're calibrating.
0: They That's exactly yes. what they're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
0: calibrating themselves to the hive. And then all of a sudden, if you could follow them, you can follow one, you see them and it's just magical. They're coming out. They're, they're doing, there's so many of them up there. Some of them are play fighting, right? And then they nosedive straight back to the hive and they go in an entrance that's probably three inches Mm -hmm. in length back into the hive. And then they will have calibrated themselves to this particular hive, not my neighbor's hive or my neighbor's hive, but this hive. And today I actually opened the hive up to see what was going on. It's been quite sunny, but um, I for some reason just felt like I wanted to, you have to be in the right frame of mind to open up a beehive, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to get your smoker ready. You have to get your gear on. And um, they were very quiet today. I didn't see, I didn't want to interrupt them when they come out and do that happy dance. Right. So So, I did
1: a little. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is a great moment to introduce uh, here. The flight of the bumblebee. (laughs) No. Oh, I wish I had that music. Have you heard that? And, yeah, my question is because I have heard that piece. I, I'm a bassoon player as well, and um, the oh, original I from didn't know that. protocol Yes, he plays it on the bassoon. And um, I know he doesn't play it on the bassoon, but it's played on the bassoon. And um it is an amazing, fast piece. it's it's a uh, much yes, it's a like chaotic. It's chaotic. It. It's yeah, chaotic. It comes back down to. and but I have never seen bees dance. So I have played the music or attempted to play the music. Mm-hmm. But I have never seen the bees dance. So my question is, you have heard the music. You have yes. seen the bees dance. Yes. Is, it, is it actually a uh, representation of Yes,
0: it? yes, yes. And actually, mm. I had not actually put that together until you said that. Because I'm now hearing the music, you know, yeah. arranged <laughs> in, <laughs> my, <laughs> in my Rachmaninoff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, yeah that's them because there's so much activity. Maybe you should take some music and play it over my video so you can see how it matches (laughs) because it's true. I there's oftentimes I sit out there on a little bench and just watch them for, you know, a good 30 minutes coming in. They start slowly. You know, Mm -hmm. the guard bees come out first. They're sitting on, they call it the front porch, the place where you, the landing pad, basically. And they start slowly. And then you see Mm -hmm. them taking off. Right. And then then more come out and more come out. And then it's like, this flurry and chaos and like the f- the changing patterns of the bumblebee as it flies but they they're done for a reason like they're literally they may look random but they're not random mm-hmm. right the the changing yes. patterns are-, are not random at all
1: no cuz they are uh, still calibrating uh, I- but they're doing it. So they're doing it systematically and they're they're going about their business, trying to figure out where they are in in relation to the world. And so they can find the hive even if in poor visibility or would they not go out?
0: Absolutely. And And they, well, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. And they pop, they tend not. Okay. So when I first started keeping bees, I was really scared that I was like, oh no, my sprinklers came on. And my bee mentor, who's this very wonderful elderly, I shouldn't say elderly, elder, he's my elder, Um, gentleman, and he said, Yeah, he said, Okay, Jennifer, you have to start thinking like a bee. Like, if the bees are out foraging and a storm comes along, what do you think they do? And I said, Hide under a leaf. He goes, Exactly. So, (laughs) if your sprinklers come on, they're gonna like fly away till the sprinklers go off, or they're gonna like hide under a leaf, or they're gonna go really fast and make it back into the hive. So, I think for me, watching them was a way to sort of understand their behavior. And then it lets me understand how they're feeling and what they're doing at different times of the day and i think that song is it is about a frenzy in a way but watching bees nothing feels uncontrolled right it feels like yes it seems chaotic but it's not so for instance today i opened the hive up i was in my Mm -hmm. gear because i wasn't sure are they going to be a little bit bitchy because you know they're running out of food there's not a lot of pollen Mm -hmm. yet so I sat out there this morning and I saw some of the girls coming back in. They go out in the morning. The older ones go out in the morning and then they come back. And yeah. I was so thrilled because one out of every 10 bee that was flying back this morning at 11, their little legs were yellow, which ah, means good. they found pollen somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Um, And a lot of people don't know this, but people say, oh, the flowers aren't up yet. I'm like, I hate to tell everybody this, but trees have pollen. <laughs> like yeah. elm trees have pollen. So people say, I can't keep bees. Nope. But you can plant trees and plants that pollinators can go Mm -hmm. have a nice meal with. And they were coming back. So So I knew that so many sources. So I knew Elm is running right now and where I am. So they must've been coming there. I, I, they, they were, so I know they're going out and foraging. I know they're coming back. I know they're doing that chaotic dance here shortly, probably right now in my time Mm -hmm. zone, they're probably out there doing it. But I know that that means that the hive is healthy. I know that that means probably queen is still alive inside of there, and that once they get stronger, they will send her out on a mating flight in April May here. Oh,
1: and she, I didn't she, know about she, that yes. one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so there's a queen that's in there. She's the one that laid the bees that are that are that woke up in the fall that made yeah. it through the winter. So unless something happened to her during like these winter months, right, um, then they'll have to make a new queen. So say this queen is fine inside. Uh, Then they have to get her ready to go hit the road and go out and mate with the drones inside the hive. So in the fall batch of making babies, they made obviously more worker bees and they made a very, very small percentage of drones which are the male bees. Yes. So getting them ready for the spring birds and the bee season, right? Mm -hmm. Where the queen will only leaves the hive for one reason to go mate. She lives her life in darkness inside the hive. And then she will fly out and she'll fly. They don't actually know if you could believe this, that there's not a ton of clarity around how it works, but she flies up the drones go fly the whole, and then some.
1: the whole point yeah, of the birds and the bees story is to explain exactly <laughs> how it works and then the irony a- is that they don't actually know how it works with the bees
0: exactly like they don't know why <laughs> she go, like how high she goes in the sky like how oh, does she know like why do the male bees like go in a circle like how does she pick That They know she goes out to mate for sure, Mm. but they don't understand, like, how does she find those guys? Like, where do they find her, right?
1: In the classifieds. Is that that the whole thing? Yeah, she's like, okay, I like
0: these guys. Uh, So she goes up there, and then she mates with about 18 of them or so, I guess. Mm. And then comes back into the hive, and then hopefully begins to lay eggs. And if the drones, if there's too many drones in the hive, because drones don't do anything, they have one job, they have one job that's to go out and knock the queen up Mm -hmm. and then come back in because they just cost money because they just go sit there they don't do anything you have to feed them right so they don't Mm -hmm. do anything and the rest of the hive will decide is this enough men? is this not enough men and then if they feel like they have too many drones they'll kill the ones that they think they have too many of
1: oh my Oh my. And just
0: keep a small, yeah, it's a really great world in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I like that truth. But, uh, but.
0: You know that uh, a long time ago, some, my, my bee mentor told me that, I guess a couple hundred years ago, maybe more, he said that uh, they thought, the you know, the thought community at the time was that bees were all males. Oh, they didn't know they were all females. Imagine I want to make a
1: remark on that. Yes, the shock Do would it. be great. But also, you go like, oh, they identify differently? Did they, did they switch their identity? Did they switch their sexuality? Is that what's going on here?
0: No, they just... <laughs> no. I keep, Yeah, you know, I think... Actually, I think it's the perfect example of, you know, how blatantly sort of sexist and male forward the world could was then and possibly still is now Ah, like everything of course all this this is a king not a queen actually that was what he told me because they used to think it was the king bee not the queen bee
1: Mm. so that's funny because i actually i did some uh research for Mm -hmm. uh the topic today and i I
0: love this topic
1: I, yeah, well, that's not the bees topic. It's the this, this sleeping, in the nude topic. But I found someone I think we can relate the,
0: sleep to bees, though.
1: Absolutely, because I wanted to make that connection with the winter sleep and making yeah. a beeline for it. So basically, I'm making a line for the <laughs> Oh, it but I'm.
0: Well, where's my drum <laughs> roll? Do you have it? I
1: do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so and I found Dr. Dr. Dreerup. Dr. 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 And I saw Dr. Drierup from the Cleveland Clinic, what, okay. is, uh, what, what kind of research has he done? And then I looked it up, and it's Michelle Dreerup. It's a she. It's a she. I, uh,
0: made, it's the a classic she. Mistake. I made the <gasps> classic mistake. Yes. You know, can we just like, can we just like say one thing about that? That, yes. I think, is how much programming we've had. In our lives, we're pretty modern people, right? We're, we weren't born in like 1902. I, would I mean, pride
1: myself on the fact that I am very forward-thinking, and, and yes, and you are. I'm not even forward-thinking. Equality is, is is part of what I live, and um, yeah, and still I fall into this trap, I, and I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't like it. I think <laughs> that. Well, you know what? Good for you. Good for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because Thank you. Thank you. Thank I think, take a bow, take a bow.
0: I think that is really a really salient point. Because I've noticed that sometimes I was talking to someone the other day, and they said, "Doctor Bowers," and they said, "Oh, oh, but it's she's she's a woman. You should see her credentials; they're amazing." I am like, "Yeah, she's a doctor. It's already enough. Like, why does she have to be amazing? Like, it's this right. idea that you have to qualify people if they're not fitting that particular norm. Like, it's a female doctor. Okay, it's still a yeah. doctor. What like mm-hmm. it's a doctor."
1: That's literally my thought process that I had, that I said, I thought myself, I'm just going to say Dr. Dreerup, and I'm yeah. not going to say Michelle, but yeah. I did. But then, because most of the time now, <laughs> people would then say Dr. Michelle Dreerup, so everyone knows That's it's true. a female doctor, but That's we never so preface the first name for males. We just do Dr. Male last name.
0: That, oh my God, oh my mm. God. I just noticed you're, you're correct, and that why why are we doing that because why can't everybody just be dr smith you know why exactly. does it have to be dr dr michelle smith or dr john smith mm-hmm. someone yeah. i've switched doctors recently and someone said you this doctor is really great they go it's dr cherry I go cool they go but it's a guy i'm like i don't care is he really good that's all i want is a good person i don't care what what sex they are it doesn't matter to me
1: yeah Although, they just need to be my- good when my wife went to the clinic in Rotterdam a long time ago when we were trying to uh, get more kids, uh, the doctor was a Dutch name, <laughs> Dr. Slager, and Dr. Slager means Dr. Butcher. Now, that is not necessarily a name you want. <laughs> he no, he was good. That's, that's but uh, a, that's a, well,
0: he was good, right. But that's not a great name.
1: Fine. Yeah, it's not
0: a great name. Okay, well, here's something interesting for you since... We are on today. We are going to be talking about sleep. And yes. we have taken a very long road trip with some sandwiches and some Gatorade to get to this point. But in the topic of bees and sleep, I would just like to say that bees sleep. And they sleep. How many hours a day do you think a bee sleeps?
1: Uh, eight hours a day.
0: Yes, especially at night when they can't go out to get pollen and nectar. And at nighttime, According to the National Institute of Health, honeybees pass through a psychological state similar to mammalian sleep, like sleep in mammals, sleep-like behavior, in honeybees is an active process. So, Really? Um, so
1: they go into yeah. the REM sleep, and then they have the yep. two other phases, like the light sleep yep. and then to deep sleep, yep. and then they cycle through those phases yep. multiple times a night. Mm-hmm.
0: And huh. it says here in the study that was uh, produced in July, 2003, that there is also sleep deprivation in honeybees.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is very that interesting. That it could be
0: because of temperature, the ambient, they have to keep a constant temperature inside the hive of 92 degrees, right? So the ambient temperature, the magnitudes of like any uh, movements in the air, wind, any like maybe an animal knocking it could affect like the sleep patterns and the inclination of their heads when they sleep, their ventilation their ventilatory cycle duration could also be affected by mm-hmm. any changes in the atmosphere in the hive. Okay. Just like humans. If it's too hot, I kick the covers off, I wake up. If it's too cold, I'm like, I'm fucking freezing. Right? Absolutely. Like
1: so, so the sensory stimulus.
0: Yeah, yes. so to bees.
1: So humans have a temperature, and it needs to be between 60 and 67, which is 15 okay. degrees Celsius and 19 degrees Celsius yep. for mm-hmm. the dutchies. Mm-hmm.
0: For but the dutchies out there.
1: Yes. So, but it's, it's interesting that we also have a range of optimal temperature to yes. sleep in, just as bees then. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so it says here that the honeybees deepest sleep, like our deepest sleep, and it says and least ventilatory ventilatory activity occur at the same time in the seventh hour of the sleep phase.
1: And what is the ventilator?
0: The deepest sleep. Oh, ventilatory okay. activity. So ventilatory I guess the it. way okay. yes. that the the antennas will still move, you know, because mm. we turn over, right? Yeah. So today when I opened the hive, it was very quiet in there, and I was like, "Hmm, these girls are really quiet today." And then I took, there's another video I put up. I took it out and they are, when, when you smoke a hive, it's, it's that they think the forest is on fire. So then they go to eat the honey to load up on carbs. If we have to move somewhere, we need to get all this honey off, right? It's, it's more, so they're too busy to fight you if they're like eating all these carbs Mm -hmm. and trying to protect the hive. they were on the comb inside the hive, they were really quiet. They weren't moving around a lot. I barely had to smoke them. And I feel like they're in like a sugar coma today because I pulled out two frames and I was like, boy, there is so much honey on these frames. And I pulled out one and it broke in half. And the bees just were like, oh, we're going to go drink all this because you made a mess. (laughs) You made a mess in my house, lady.
1: They have to clean it up. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: they do. They clean everything up. They take. They have mortuary bees that take out dead bees. They have nurse bees. They have forager bees. They have guard bees. Uh, everyone moves through the same job at some point. So except yeah. for the queen, she has the same job. But anyway, that's our topic today is sleep. And so now we know that bees sleep like we do. And mm-hmm. one of the things that you found that I think prompted this discussion on sleep is a study from the University of Amsterdam, which said sleeping naked is good for yes. your health. So, Absolutely. Yeah, baby. It is. So, it is. can we get in trouble if you tell us? Because your wife, we should listen, should be like, I don't want him talking about us sleeping naked. So, do you guys sleep no, naked?
1: I sleep naked, but she doesn't sleep okay. naked.
0: She sleeps uh, clothed. Okay.
1: Clothed. And that's very common. <laughs> a lot, lot of, lot of uh, females actually wear uh, pajamas or wear underwear to hmm. bed. More men sleep naked than, than females do. I don't know why that what? is. What?
0: That's fascinating. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know why that is. You would think that men would sleep with something because you've got that, like, that whole package.
1: No, that's fine. That's neat air. And it's actually good. So part of it, why it's yeah. healthy, is that because you are able to you air cool out. down more. Yeah. yeah, you air out, you have less obstruction of blood flow, so it's better for your skin. Oh, yeah, And it's also, it um, it uh, decreases the body temperature, which is good for your fertility for men. Yes. And, um, so there are very, a lot of elements that they Health research. Health reasons, yes.
0: Yes. Well, I, before we get into the data of this study, there are six benefits of sleeping naked, and we talked about it in the study. One of them is it builds confidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Helps you sleep better, reduces stress, improves your relationships. I don't have a sound effect for that. Mm -hmm. It actually prevents fungal infections.
1: It does for females mostly.
0: Interesting. And it says that it also makes your life easier.
1: Yeah, the last part I I don't really understand understand that one. No, (laughs) but the the part where uh, you have a deeper connection is if you have a skin on skin connection Mm -hmm. with your partner, it releases. Oxytocins? Is that the right one? Oh, yes.
0: Okay, this makes sense, I guess. Um, Research by the cotton trademark of Cotton USA found that if you sleep naked with your partner, you're more likely to have a happy relationship. In the survey of more than 1,000 Brits, 57% 57% of those who slept in the nude said they had happy relationships than 47% of those who wear pajamas. I don't know. The Brits seem colossally unhappy to me a lot. Anyway, so I can't imagine them not wearing pajamas. I think they're all pajama wearers. Like they're in their flannel. They got like a yeah. little hook across the top. Sorry, and Brits.
1: They, and they're wearing a hat. They must have wearing a hat. And they put a hat. Like, like a hat. Yes, yes, like a hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with the Everybody ever ever walking around. With yeah they're like
0: uh where's my tea please i need some tea and toast <laughs> um, but it also says that skin on skin contact which we all love encourages couples to engage in intimacy to the chemical oxytos- oxytocin That's, that you yes. mentioned earlier that it releases the oxytocin which is actually a component of what we describe as love
1: yes so being naked basically will love you makes more you love. crazy yeah
0: you're getting more oh, love yeah. and be open with each other
1: yeah. Well, what about and, this study? And, and the self and the self image. I think it's quite underestimated because uh, oh, I agree. people That are comfortable in their own body um, as more mm-hmm. you. see So I have a theory, and this is just me talking. That okay. is the world according uh, to Naus. <laughs> yes, is the more you look at something, the more you get familiar with something, the more you accept it. So if you, that's why we have uh, like soap operas. You're so invested mm. in these people because you'll see them every day. And go, oh, they become your friends because they're so close, they're familiar, you see them often. And I think the same goes for, the, the same goes actually for music. There was an interesting study on the first uh, um, piece of music that Stravinsky uh, did. The It was, it, it, it invoked anger in people the Very first time nice. they heard it. And really? Yes, anger. It, it, it was in the newspapers that people attacked each other uh, halfway that uh, the first time that that uh, orchestra piece was played, symphony. And uh, a year later, he replayed it, and it was um, it was caught as a as a huge success. And they did research on it, and um, I heard it on a different podcast. But they did research on it, and, and it was the familiarity of sound. And if we don't have a framework mm. for it we don't accept it, and therefore we reject it, and we can even get very angry. Now, that's a very long story to say. If we look at ourselves all the time, and we don't have to judge it, we can take it in, then we are more happy with us. So.
0: Yeah, I believe that. I think that's Mm. really, really true, and I think we could take another detour to say that all those other studies out there have shown that we are less happy with ourselves since the internet with like all the social media has come around because of the fact that we are so self-obsessed with ourselves and Mm. that we have lost this idea of who we are based on seeing other people's ideas of who they think they are.
1: Yes. And it's all fake. That's, That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one's posting terrible pictures of themselves.
0: No, I mean, someone should just start a ghost account where they're like, this is my day-to-day. And it's like a big whole carton of eggs that crashed on the floor, you know, like, or, you know, some, yeah, yeah, behind the scenes of real life. (laughs) That's what it should be. Well, in this subject of sleep and this great survey that you found, I also know that this sleep. World, this is it's a sleep market. As you know, everything gets commercialized today because we're in the land of the world of technology. The sleep tech market was valued at sixteen point eight billion in twenty twenty two.
1: Sixteen point eight billion
0: billion, and they said that the sleep tech market is increasingly expected to grow by twenty two percent from this from last year, twenty twenty three to 2033 by 22.6% because of increasing prevalence of sleep disorders and the Uh growing awareness of sleep disorders and how to solve them. Now that is a lot. That's a big effing market, right? And you and I both know that there is a science behind sleep that's going, that's been commercialized. So your Mm -hmm. sleep patterns are being commoditized, like how you sleep with all this technologies, you know, you, here's here's your put this phone under your mattress while you sleep, and it'll tell you how many times you woke up or where your REM sleep was. Like, what the hell are you going to do with that data? It's just to me another way to capture and mark and track everything that you do. But that being yeah. said, there are ten. The same study also said there are ten primary drivers devices of the sleep tech market. One is a, is a wearable ring that Aura Ring. It tracks mm-hmm. your sleep duration, your time in bed, your resting heart rate. Now, what are you going to do with that information? I bet I you do less know. of that information than the people that make the aura ring.
1: I think they can, yes. But what, what can they do <laughs> with it? Like find out how often you have sex?
0: Well, they'll do something with it. They're collecting data to sell, maybe to sell. Like what are you literally, if you had an aura ring and you found what your resting heart rate was, what your sleep stage it's more like, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> I need to sleep more, right? But well, actually, to, I think it...
1: to be honest, there's there is yes. a application for this that uh, is used for pilots. And since I am entering that world as a jet pilot in the charter companies,
0: since you are they, a pilot, uh,
1: well, yes, but now I'm also like flying jets, so this is more real than the other uh, the other airplanes. So when we when we do that, the sleep deprivation is a real issue for a lot of pilots because they cross so many time zones. So the, to follow these rhythm, they follow the sleep cycles of pilots to see if they're fit enough to fly. And because everything in aviation is about safety. So mm-hmm. in that element, I can well, I see a value for sleep tech for pilots or safety related yeah. functions.
0: How are they tracking that? Uh, Like, how are they tracking the pilots? Like, is that by airline by airline? And they go in and they... Do they make them keep these devices under their bed or like, how's that, no, how's that working? They don't
1: actually track it. They assign uh, rest time. And in that rest time, you have to, you should be resting. And then they know the offset of your circadian rhythm. So they also know uh, based on your duty day and your rest times, how, um, if you are building up a, Uh, a lack of sleep. And there's so many regulations on sleep and rest in uh, aviation that it's... uh, Yeah,
0: it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that because I'm sure there are, but like, what are they doing about it?
1: Because you can't mandate
0: that every pilot carries, wears an aura ring and then turns their data into the company.
1: No, no. So they don't. I I
0: mean, technically they could, but I mean, no one would see, someone would see that as a violation of privacy.
1: I would say that's a violation of privacy for sure. But um, so Yeah,
0: you look at the science fiction though, dystopian things, and it's like, how do we get to this point? I think my point is we we have all these gadgets, companies are collecting this data, and you're not gonna arbitrarily say, Yes, I agree to wear an aura ring as a pilot, so you can track my data and you can make a decision if I haven't had enough sleep, right? Which would mm-hmm. be great though, in a way, because then is, you know, it's important that pilots get sleep and like someone could be like, "Hey, these guys haven't had any sleep, even though they said they feel rested. They're not so you're grounded, right?" Like, is that exactly. ever going to be a point where that happens?
1: I'm not saying no, but I think we'll have <laughs> more automatic flying happening before we fit. I think it's, it's faster really? that p- planes get uh. Sing- they're 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 doing research now, not research. They are doing single pilot operations for cargo airplanes. Mm. Which oh yeah, sense. I read that. I read that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you rely on lots of automation. So to that I think end. that
0: also well, that's scary to me. Okay. Well, okay. There's the O-ring. There's also yeah. smart mattresses.
1: <laughs> you had a robot you talked about. What was the, yeah, I was we're the, robot? About the
0: robot? Yeah. So there is a robot, uh, It's actually, there's two sleep robots. One is by Alexander Cole. As you know, he was one of the top 10 podcasts on the show. He has Mm. a sleep robot that actually, it looks like a little pillow in a way, and you hold it and it sort of, it simulates like restful breathing. Mm -hmm. And there was another one in the Netherlands by a young guy, and it was called the Somnox sleep robot. And yeah, you know, I'm a little annoyed by that one because- Um, I think it's really cool. I've actually held the Somnox robot. He was at uh, the Treefort Film Festival a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago in Boise, Idaho. I interviewed him on stage. He brought the robot with him. And basically it it breathes to get you to get into a very relaxed breathing pattern, right? Which obviously Mm -hmm. breathing and air and oxygen encourage a good night's sleep, right? Help you go to sleep. It's really a brilliant idea. I don't know why. Like he's very f- hyper focused on just the Amsterdam market. I'm like, dude, that's such a tiny market. Like the world is the uni- the
1: world is your oyster. The U.S. is yes,
0: yeah. The world is your oyster. Also, Americans will buy anything. We will buy a barking dog. We will buy. We'll buy anything. I feel like the Dutch are a little more like reserved. I reserved. feel like if you're gonna bring, yes. yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
1: I, was I think he's missing an opportunity last, yeah, last weekend and I fell so hard for all the marketing tricks that they had in the <laughs> shopping mall. I wasn't even buying things and I bought my wife like all the things. And like what? A shoes and a dress and a bra. A and shoe like, and what? a dress. Okay.
0: <laughs> buying your wife stuff is a good thing.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah. So that there's a smart mattress. I don't know if I'd want a smart mattress. It's supposed to regulate temperature, tracks your sleep through sensors. It can adjust the bed's firmness and position. I mean, do you remember about 10 years ago, everything was like, quantify your life, hack your life. I'm like, I sometimes mm. can't even get my phone to sync with Alexa, let alone, like, can you imagine if the temperature on that thing just got stuck or the internet went down?
1: Yeah. No, that's the, that's the I don't biggest like it. threat. Uh, speaking of threats, I have a one segue I wanted to okay. go into because okay. threats and sleeping it it also made me think of loneliness, and that's probably because I, mm. I spend a lot of time in hotel rooms uh, when I'm yes. out. Yes. Um, but how? Because you're um, flying. Because you're, yes, and um, what am I trying to say? The the it's a it's a weird segue, so maybe you can cut this out.
0: Oh, Never well, mind. you know, just talk. Yeah. If we don't like it, we'll cut it out.
1: Okay, well, the Center for Humane Technology—they have a podcast called "Your Undivided Attention," and it's with Tristan Harris and Azar Raskin, and they talked about um, uh, loneliness being uh, used by AI and chatbots. And this is what you—you said, "Hack my life." What do you mean, loneliness? Yeah, Since people are uh, inherently looking for uh, a connection, but their friends or who should be their friends or are their friends not re- don't respond or they don't have time or they don't make time for them, people go and uh, spend more time online. And they don't know, but they've seen a massive uptake in uh, private messaging on the social channels, so uh, Facebooks and Instagrams, et cetera, et cetera, and they don't know who is sending these messages but they're thinking it is. uh, these are adversaries uh, making relationships through uh, chatbots, but they are posing like real people.
0: And as they
1: form a relationship, they slowly interject different ways of thinking or radicalizing people or maybe having influence on how they vote. And since 2024, Around the world is actually a huge year for voting, not only in the States, yeah. but also in Europe and uh, England. And there's a couple other countries that have huge uh, elections coming up. Uh, if you control that whole narrative and you're able to have a one on one relationship, having quantified everything. So, for instance, if you have all this data and that is available, it can all be used in that personal relationship or that you see as a personal relationship. I got I got shocked by that for a moment.
0: What I mean, that does not. Okay, first of all, why? Why were you shocked? Because that does not surprise me at all. Because I think people are want to connect to people. And the manipulation, I think the manipulation of people's emotions or thought patterns or how you think are something that I think has been going on for a long time, even before the internet. But I think it's even scarier now with the bots and the chat bots that you don't know if it's a person or not. I mean, they- They've been worried about this for a while, right? My mother, by example, she answers every phone or clicks a link. Hey, they said my my bank account was spammed. Like your bank account is not spammed, mom. Don't answer that link. Like don't it look like the logo. It's not the logo, right? Like I think they yeah. I think that these the 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 criminals today are preying on loneliness, on elderly people, on people that feel disconnected, and and it's easy, very easy to do. I think I very think I told easy. you this once, but I was on a dating app once and uh it was a very nice guy, you know, age appropriate guy, as people would say. And I just knew something was not quite right off. And finally he says, I have something to tell you. I'm like, okay, here we go. Married, or like something. And he mm-hmm. goes, Well, I'm actually under house arrest. Or like, oh I have a, what do you call it? Like <laughs> ankle, uh, ankle. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. No wonder why you never wanted to meet out anywhere. It was like maybe. Two weeks of talking, you know, so hmm. it wasn't that long. And, and he says, yes, but it was only white collar crime.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, sure. Yeah, you're the moral.
0: Okay. White collar crime is still a crime. I think it was a, only a, fel- a second degree felony. I'm like, what did you do? Like steal college. people's insurance money. And he goes, well, kind of something like that. I'm like, what the fuck so yeah and, something and still they crime it,
1: they, they still a like white collar crime is <laughs> innocent no big but deal. it's yeah. taking away people's like
0: savings um, like pension. futures insurance policies yeah. choices like you know i just it's yeah
1: nest egg. everything it's terrible yeah, nest
0: egg it's and it, yeah. that is like a repeat Like, but even before the internet, those scam artists—you, you you know, those people that would be like, "Oh, it sounds like a legitimate company." My cousin Bob did it, and then you go into the office, and it's like pieces of paper floating in the air, like down to the table, Mm -hmm. like you know, they they vacated. But you're you're taking this back to sleep data, if you want to connect it to what you're saying. I think the to me the tie is the um. Territoriality of using data to cr- criminalize data, right? To use it for to get, you know, like you said, people to vote differently or people to think differently, people yeah. to be open to things they would never be open to. And I think when you're lonely or you don't feel connected, you may tend to believe that. And yeah, because I see so many logical people like, oh, I read that on Facebook. I'm like, well, that's not a news channel, dummy. Yeah, no, like, no. that's not real. That's
1: the other element that comes in play is that if you are registering that kind of uh, data, you, and you said about criminalizing it, you could be driving and being in an accident. They might pull that record and say, hey, you only slept for four hours. so Exactly. Exactly. It was were... a very minority
0: report, like pre-crime, mm. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. I think that so if you think about, saying? what are we saying? that We are saying that just take a melatonin and go to sleep.
1: All right. Right. <laughs> I think you should just listen to a listen to a storybook or something.
0: I think I personally think if I get down to the bottom of this short list, once we get past these crazy smart mattresses and this aura ring, at a sleep tracker, you know how long you're sleeping. I still believe fundamentally believe that you're not going to do anything with that data except bitch about it. Uh, Ah, I'm (sighs) not sleeping enough. Ah, I need to sleep some more. This tracker says so. Okay. Well, stop turning your laptop on in bed till midnight with those blue lights sucking the life out of you. Like, so sorry, that is my rant because it makes me crazy. But okay, the other things that kind of make sense is help this, look get this, alarm clocks.
1: <laughs> alarm clocks.
0: <laughs> Helps you stick to a regular sleep routine. Weighted blankets that yes. could help apply gentle pressure to the body and could induce a calming effect. I like this. Mm-hmm. A do-dow, which I had to look that up. It's a light therapy device that uses light and breathing exercises to help you fall asleep faster. Do you know what I can't Mm -hmm. sleep? I put on this thing called Sonic Yogi, and he plays all the chakras, tones, like Tibetan bowls in each chakra tone. I am like out in 10 minutes, like less than 10 minutes.
1: I do C sharp,
0: and I'm like, wake up, and it's morning.
1: (laughs) That is awesome. I play... play I do um uh, studies noise. on brown eyes, yeah. So I do the studies on um, physics and particle physics, huh. and that, that oh. puts me out in five minutes. Yeah. So that's so what... again,
0: you're reading, you're relaxing, you're disconnecting your huh. your brain stem from the internet. And I turn my Wi-Fi off at night. I used to not to. Now I turn it off. I sleep great. If I accidentally get my phone on during the night, I'm fitful sleeping. Fitful sleeping. And there are huh. studies that show that if you turn the Wi-Fi off, you have a better night's sleep. You feel rested. You're you. The big difference is the whatever's happening now. I, I know I sound what I sound like, but there's some studies.
1: Do you, do you shut off the entire phone like completely? <laughs> yep,
0: turn off. I I shut the off thing. the entire phone. Yep, off. Boop.
1: What about all the other yeah. electricity in your house?
0: Uh, electricity. Obviously, I guess I could go out and flip the switch every night, but I don't. I would like to. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think we know the long-term effects on electric, electrical currents. I turn off the internet um, and that's it. I just, in the morning, I flip a switch and all goes back on. Okay. But my phone definitely goes off. Yeah. Try. Uh, oh. You know what? Just turn, your, just turn your phone off. Yeah.
1: And, and get an alarm clock.
0: Apparently and a sleep mask. Okay. This is the last thing on the list. A sleep mask blocks artificial light, helps your brain more quickly transition from daytime to nighttime. I think that's interesting because I, I do have a sleep mask. I also enjoy being woken up. I don't have blackout curtains and it's pretty, pretty like not, there's no light pollution kind of where I am, even though I'm in the city of Dallas, but I use, uh, I have, my room has seven windows in it into the backyard, into the garden where the bees are. Mm-hmm. And I love the natural light to wake up and to go to sleep yes. in. So I've allowed, I learned that when I lived in France, I just sort of allowed myself to sort of let go, turning off the internet helps. If I wake up in the night at like 3am and I can't sleep, I do not reach for the device and I do not pick up my laptop to watch a movie. I literally There's, just lay there. Yeah.
1: That was another um, thing. People aren't bored anymore, right? So there was yes. nothing to do. Yes.
0: Yes. And uh-huh. we don't, you need, you, don't, you need to be doing, you need to be doing nothing. Doing nothing is something. It's allowing your brain to just separate for a bit, to relax. I, I have I'm, this rule now where I only spend two hours, I allow myself two hours a day on my phone. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I, then I shut it off.
1: I want to say I do the same, but it's mm-hmm. only a wish at this moment.
0: Well, I think you could just do bits and pieces like you go, okay, I'm just going out to five hours a day. Or you can say, I'm not going to look at it past 7 p.m. or, you know, whatever, whatever fits into your lifestyle. But I, I will tell you that in my own personal science project uh, that is not qualified by anybody but myself is that I feel 100% better. And I know that it makes a difference, and I try to tell people they're like, "I took your advice. I turned off my phone, and wow, I really did sleep good." I'm like, <laughs> "How can you go to sleep when your phone is constantly pugging and pinging and zinging and zapping and zooping? Like you can't." No. So one last thing I wanted to say, since you're married and I'm not, was that there was an article that came out by LifeBridge Health in February 5th recently that said mm-hmm. that studies show that even though you may love your boo, <laughs> sometimes. It's not great to sleep with them because the other person can't sleep. They're flipping, they're flopping, they're turning, and then you can't sleep. And they suggested teeny tiny sleep divorces.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I I don't know. Maybe we're weird because uh, we sleep
0: or are unique and special. Oh, you sleep yeah, oh you sleep entangled. Aw. Yes. Where's, where's my, my heart music? Nuts.
1: We just I don't know. Let's play it. Play the violin.
0: I don't have any. I have laughing music. I don't feel like that's right.
1: <laughs> no, we sleep entangled, and it's really calming. And How? If How?
0: How? How?
1: She sleeps on my chest, and my arm is around her. And So she sleeps sleep on, on her on tummy. Back.
0: She sleeps on her tummy, on you, and on you sleep side. on your back, and your arms, and you literally go to sleep like that.
1: Yeah, and I don't move. I hardly move. Well, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very yeah,
0: much. Yeah, I mean, congratulations yeah. because yes. I.
1: And I should never dreams. do It's one of the best of sleeps your life. I can have. No, no, I it's love just that. really nice to be, to snuggle and to sleep. I, I love I, snuggling.
0: A, I just yeah, have to. I think that's things. actually. Aw, you guys are, all though quite special in that way i mean i think you're authentically with each other in a very real way so mm-hmm. i think the fact that you can sleep like that you guys are like two little monkeys in the forest like exactly. up next to each other i like sleeping i love uh, that yeah. i love that yeah. it makes me happy yeah, to know that you. you're sleeping that way i yeah. sleep really well i sleep really well i also have two small dogs and uh they are awesome they're like little heaters but when I go, I go. I'm like, I'm out. Boop, boop. Like, bye-bye. Yes. Internet off. Face mask on. Brown noise. Dog. Or Sonic Yogi. Sonic Yogi. It's the best.
1: And then the dogs are in the room or out the room?
0: No, they're totally in the room on the bed. They're yes. like...
1: Oh, little see?
0: One likes to go under the covers and they get all... Sometimes I get so hot. I'm like, you got to get out from under the air. It's too hot. They go yes. down by my feet.
1: Yeah. That's nice. I think it's nice. Yeah. At least it you, is nice. Have, there's company. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, I, yes, exactly because I don't have any company right now, but, um, I, when I did have company though, I often would not allow him to stay the night because I needed, I wanted to sleep. (laughs) I wanted my sleep. So even though I love cuddling like a little monkey, Uh I would at some point want to like go to my own side. So I think you guys are very special.
1: Yeah. That's what I said, but I don't have special good.
0: (laughs) I think special is good. If you're sleeping, you get a good night's sleep. I think it's good. If you sleep all night, I think it's great. And there's one last thing I want to talk about sleep. Uh, and this is not so great. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. We maybe could cut this out, but a study from Penn medicine also on February 5th. So there's a lot of sleep news in the past mm-hmm. seven days is that uh, this is Penn medicine research found that black adults across the U S suffer from sleep problems following exposure to news about unarmed black individuals being killed by police during the police encounter. And oh, wow. that. Yeah, really. The study's very, very interesting. I'll put it in the link if people want to read it. But it was pretty upsetting. <laughs> like, I don't know if I would to sleep tonight after reading it. And I thought, can we stop and think for a minute about how important sleep is and how many things that are happening in the world around us affect like different people, different cultures, different races. And we don't think about that. Like, um, and I thought this was a very shocking study and it really made me feel terrible for, um, you hmm. know, what's happening in the world today when people are, un- are unarmed, killed by police and how that affects people's sleep for, for a period of time. Um, Do you remember, I mean, I'm going to talk about her, but she's a Dutch girl named Marlou. Do you remember Marlou's? Maybe. Yeah. She has really beautiful you know, brown hair, almond eyes. Anyway, she, uh could not sleep after 9-11. I guess I oh, didn't yeah. meet her. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't meet her for quite some time. And she told me that she had she couldn't sleep. Like it she was just every year every night since 911 it'd been like two hours of sleep. She just these horrible like watching it visions. over and over again. Yeah, visions. Yes. And and she struggled for years to to find a way to fix that. And I I I know that she has, but it was a good 20 years before she could move past that
1: wow well, I that i think so that's trauma right that we're talking trauma, we're exactly. not talking trauma. about something that is uh, most if people experience trauma and and that sounds like all the examples you just gave are definitely yeah. examples of that trauma so yeah. they should be
0: uh,
1: they should be able to find treatment for trauma yeah yeah. Um, and I think that um, it should be recognized as such, is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not a, ca- a callous thing to just step over and say, hey, get over it, go to sleep. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually it, <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is an actual thing, and we recognize it, and we need to do something about it.
0: Okay? Yeah. I'm gonna put the Penn Medicine news into the notes for everybody because it's a really interesting article that looks at the impact of this type of thing on structural racism, and exposure to like neighborhood violence, occupational stratification, or shift work. Um, there's also, you know, the effect of discrimination on sleep health and. I think this also ties back to what we said earlier, where the sleep tech market is booming at what, 16 billion because of all of the increase in these Mm -hmm. types of human cultural uh, violence that that we're beginning to see in the world, just sort of not getting any better. And I think that idea of, um, you know, poor sleep can be linked to poor health outcomes also affects everything. I mean, you- you, Oh, yes. um, If you you, you, if you don't-
1: Yeah, if you don't meet your deep sleep requirements, you never make, make it to deep sleep, that's when your mm-hmm. body repairs itself, Yeah, right? you never so make it
0: to deep sleep, exactly.
1: Yeah, and if you don't make it to deep sleep, it affects your uh, um, your white blood cells, your your whole immune system Everything. is Everything, yeah, immune system. From there on, it just uh, spirals out of control, so sleep is elementary. Yeah. So yes.
0: s- sleep naked, sleep is important, mm-hmm. and if you can, sleep like a little monkey with sleep your like partner.
1: Sleep like a monkey. And don't watch the movie. <laughs> Just stop
0: don't <laughs> don't watch the news, and don't turn your computer on at night when you can't sleep, and don't pick up your phone that no. you know Jack Kerouac wrote about that in the Dharma Bum when he, well the character and he was saying as he was walking down the street he was walking down all these houses and all he could see was these blue lights emanating from each house well that was the advent of wow. television right
1: yes. and
0: i think if you actually don't see that so much anymore because everybody's on their stupid devices and if you look down the blue light is coming from these tiny little devices in our hands so yes. he wrote that book in the 40s or the late 40s early 50s and i always think it's like wow jack you were so correct it wasn't just the tv box now it's like <laughs> a you know, a six by six, four by six. I don't even know how big the phones are. Uh, what is that? Three by eight, maybe? Device with a blue light can't be good for uh, you.
1: You know it's not. No, and then you have now the Apple, uh, the Apple. Uh... Oh,
0: the way, oh, but I don't have my phone. I have on my Apple Watch. Well, yeah, but you're fucking hitting it all the time. Like that's yep. still an interruption.
1: No, and the uh, what what's the thing that got released? Um, I can't think of the name. The the Apple device you put you're putting ahead. The IC? No, the...
0: <laughs> oh, no. I don't know the name of that. What? Yeah, that head thing. I don't know. That's it just scaring me a little.
1: Everyone is like falling in love with, over it. Oh, because Apple movies. people...
0: I'm sorry. I've been very, very, very clear about this on this podcast. Apple Vision Pro, I think. Was that it?
1: Apple Vision Pro. That's it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. There's an article. Uh, how Apple's putting voices in users' heads, literally. literally. <laughs> um. Is that I've said this all along. Like... Apple people are the people that are going to get us to that dystopian future, for sure. Because <laughs> we they are so willing to do anything. I mean, if you walk, I could, listen, the love of my life could pass me on the street 90 times in one day. But he would never know because his little head has got little white, little mm-hmm. cochlear implants in it. And he's looking yep. at his phone. Like, I would pass him a million times and he wouldn't know it. This is this is where you see these, to me, you see these sci-fi dystopian films where people are just marching into work and they step on the one flower, the daisy that's, you know, coming up to the sidewalk, you know, and you wonder, it's like, why are we all wearing the same color? Why are we all it's, doing this? Why are we taking these implants every day? Uh, it's you definitely
1: can see why. a technical cult.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm I'm not an Apple person. I'm an Android person. So I feel like I'm vastly superior to Apple people, but <laughs> other than that.
1: I have everything (laughs) Apple, but I still don't But I would have thought you would
0: have been not an Apple person. You're such a technical behind the scenes person.
1: But it 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 all works so easily. But now my my my, my work gave me a dumbs you down. It does good for them. Good for your work. Yeah. Yeah. So keeping up. Because
0: people wanna you wanna live easy and the Apple world makes it easy. It's its own little walled garden of like little bubbles. And like it just makes but it like, easy. And easy we say, is that the way we forward say we want
1: to live easy. We don't want to live easy. We want to deserve we do. what we get. We want to work for things and feel accomplished. No, we don't. And-
0: I agree. Don't? I disagree. If we we no, if we did, we wouldn't be so quick to dump no, ourselves be- into an immersive environment like an Apple that doesn't that like keeps you imprisoned with like Apple Vision Pro and <laughs> <laughs> and Apple yeah. tunes and Apple TV. And then like you Apple people, if I type something, I know everybody that's listening are probably rolling their eyes at this, but if I text you on my Android and you're like, oh, I like this. This is really funny. And so you would probably just reply. Thumbs well, you're, you're, you might use words, but you would do no. thumbs up. The way it comes back yeah. to me is Naus says thumbs up. And then it repeats what I just said. Yes. So I, when I text people, and then they'll be like heart emoji or like concerned emoji, but it doesn't have the emoji. It actually has the words concerned emoji and then quotes what I just said. So my entire chain is like echoes of myself repeatedly over and over and over again. <laughs> like,
1: However, if you I send s- it to an Apple device, then the Apple device mm-hmm. just portrays that emoji that you sent.
0: Right. Because that's, that's the 30, closed wall garden. That's the racist garden <laughs> of Apple.
1: Okay. We'll we'll have this battle. <laughs> on that uh, note. We'll have to battle this out. Yes.
0: Okay. And Apple Vision Pro looks scary to me. So yeah, we'll battle this out on the next episode of Massive Talk. Thank you all for coming and listening to Nouse and I rant about sleep, sleeping naked. My God, I've forgotten what we've all talked about. Bees.
1: we a lot. Bees and uh central for <laughs> technology. Loneliness. It's yeah.
0: great. Um, Loneliness, it yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So listen, and, every, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And again, like, rate, share this episode, please. We love it. You guys are sharing. I can see that you're sharing. Hurrah! And the top three countries that listen are the United States, the Netherlands. Whoop, 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 in the house, NL, yeah, and there we
1: the go. United
0: Kingdom. Um, a cup of tea. Cup of tea, please. <laughs>
1: cup of tea, please. All right.
0: Um, have fun in the friendly skies.
1: Thank you. And you on the ground.